Dan, one of the reasons people listen to the Erotic Awakening podcast is they want to have amazing sex. That is indeed true, Dawn. And lately, I have been taking something called Vitaflux. It is a supplement for the bedroom and beyond that increases erection strength, libido, and maintains healthy testosterone levels. Now, you know me. I am a skeptical person. So I went out to Reddit, went out to a body hacking group, and I said, you know, this thing that I'm taking has this ingredient, this ingredient, and this ingredient. What do you guys think about it? And they all agreed that it makes sense to them that it would have a combination effect like it is supposed to. Fabulous. So if you get that, keep in mind that there is free and fast shipping for orders over $10. And it comes in discreet packaging to protect your privacy. If you go to promiscent.com, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com. That's where you're going to find Vitaflux. And when you go, use the Erotic Awakening awesome code, AWAKENINGS15, to get 15% off your purchase. Fabulous. This week on Erotic Awakening, Sexual BDSM, where is my leader in salt and pepper? <laughs> Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening. Win, win. Right now. The Erotic Awakening podcast is grateful for the support of our patrons who receive ad-free early access to the podcast as well as other awesome perks. <laughs> Thank you to our newest supporters. We have, oh, I don't know what to do with E. We have Eclectic Elizabeth. Charming Checkers. Oh. Jazzy June. And Delicious Debbie. <laughs> thank you, new patron supporters. And thank you for everybody who's tuning in to the live podcast. Yeah. It is the once a month live podcast. And today, Dawn, we are going to speak about the sexual BDSM. We're going to talk about what to do if you're in a power exchange relationship and maybe the other person isn't so enthusiastic about it, and a bunch of other stuff. So, awesome. We seem to have a, a lot of notes, and we might want to give people an update on our RVing adventure as well. well. Some people might be interested. They might be, and for those <laughs> listening on, or for those watching on the YouTubes right now, you'll see out behind us there, the uh, beautiful outdoors, as you can see past our window of the RV. Into where we're mooch docking. Yes, where we are mooch docking. <laughs> currently in Kentucky. <laughs> mooch docking means we're in someone's yard using them um, consensually. Consensually, yes. <laughs> we so have it just fact. we have it just parked in a random yard. So, oh, so hi and hi. We've got people that have joined the chat room. We do, we do. Hi, hmm, and Peachy. So awesome, Peachy. We need to do dinner, but uh, we're talking about that soon. Soon, <laughs> outside of you know this live podcast, we'll make our social plans later. So, don't let's uh, start, so much to talk about today, but let's start off talking about this. You like true or false? You like sex? I love sex, and you like the BDSM, the kinky stuff. I absolutely flogging makes the sex better, actually. <laughs> well, you're mixing those two together, right? Now, when you and I first got started in the power exchange world. I'm sorry, in the BDSM world, in kink right. world, we would go to play parties and most of them would not allow 
Sex in the Dungeon. It was actually um, bolded in the rules. No sex allowed. No penetration of any sort. Tools, fingers, appendages, anything like that. So, yeah, sex was off the table. And a lot of that has to do with... Well, often it has to do with if you're going to a play party where you have to pay to get in the door, mm-hmm. they don't want to have a situation where it could be perceived that you're paying for sex. Right. Uh, a lot of this is based on the area, the state, the the local laws, all that kind of stuff. So we're not going to talk too much about that. And certainly if you go into your leather history, BDSM was about it, leather was about sex. It was about hot, gay hot, sex. Hot, dirty sex. Absolutely. <laughs> so as we've traveled around, sometimes we see power. Sometimes we see play spaces that allow sex. Sometimes they don't. Certainly when we ran the Columbus space for five years, we were very sex positive. And we actually had one room set aside for sexy times. And one and of the interesting... Well, it was actually funny, though, because in some places, like you said, regional, regionally, the ordinances and laws don't allow you to have sex where people can pay for tickets at the door for us in our County in Ohio, we could have sex. We couldn't break skin on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So we had the, um, Oh, it was the penny rule or something like that. But so we couldn't do needles and knives and things like that, but we could have all the sex we wanted. Penetration with a cock. Fine. Penetration with a dildo. No problem. Penetration with a needle. No way. Off the table. Right. right. So, and it was funny because I can remember doing, with the Columbus Space, I can remember doing the, um, oh, what were they called when the new people came in? Orientations. Yep, yep. So I would do the orientations at the beginning of the dungeon parties, and I would tell the new people, I'm like, you may see sex in the middle of the dungeon. You may not, but it is absolutely allowed, and we love to see it, but more mm-hmm. people would rather do it privately so we had a separate, small, sexy time room. Yeah. Enough background. So you like having sex? Yes. You like having sex in mixed with your BDSM? Yes. Are there any... So there's a couple different aspects to it. First off, if you're doing pickup play, when you negotiate doing the BDSM and sex together, um, a lot of people will assume that sex is off the table when you're negotiating a BDSM scene. So if that's what you're going to negotiate in, then you have to be very specific that that is what you, um, what you're looking for and what you mean by that. Absolutely. So, um, and if sex is not allowed or you're not wanted, you need to make sure to negotiate that as well because some people may be coming from a sex-positive area uh-huh. where they would think it'd be weird that sex wasn't involved in BDSM. So different in different places. What would you not... What do you not like about mixing sex with BDSM? What do I not like? Okay, the only thing I can think of, because I love sex with my BDSM, mm-hmm. the only thing that I can think of is the the whole negotiation part of it. Because sometimes they'll be like, well, is this okay? Is that okay? And at the moment, I don't know if it is or not. But because it's negotiation, I'm going to make a decision one way or the other. Yeah, and, and it's super tricky. That reminds me of a, a spanking scene that I did mm-hmm. with someone. Oh, was that the hotel room one? Yeah. yeah. And, and they said, in our negotiation, they said, I just want a spanking. I said, great, that's what's going to happen then. 
And then once we got going, they had reached over and asked you, well, how do I let them know that I'm okay with it going further and having sex and all that kind of stuff? And it's like, well, at that point, it, yeah. we don't, we are not fans of renegotiating uh, once the scene has already started. Once things no, have started. And... Then you're under the influence. Yeah. Once, it, once the scene has started, then in my opinion, then you're already under the influence of endorphins. So when she whispered to me, how can I let him know sex is okay now? I had to tell her, you can't. We negotiated no sex. So if you want sex during a spanking, then we're going to have to have a different scene on a different day with a different negotiation. As a receiver, though, as a, mm-hmm. as a follower, as a, or as a bottom, I should say, do you find that the pleasurable sexy stuff mixes with the painful BDSM stuff? Mm-hmm. Like if I put nipple clamps on one nipple and I'm twisting it and turning it, and I'm gently licking and sucking on the other nipple, does your brain gra- gyrate towards one or the other? See, Are they that's, both? A, that's a bad question to ask me, though, because remember, I don't like soft play on my nipples at all. Okay. So that, that's, that question just fucked with my brain because it's like, no, that's going to make me want to hit you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because it's the nipples, right? But but, you but I get the, what you mean. Yeah. I get what you mean. So I'm trying to picture myself playing with you or there's a couple of other people. There's some people that I only do BDSM play mm-hmm. with. I, I don't allow this. I'm the type that it'll be a while before I allow the, the sexual part into it. Okay. Um, But there are a few that I do that with. And so I'm trying to picture those scenes. And no, it's just hot. Like... If a single tail whips my back mm-hmm. and then someone grabs my nipple or reaches between my legs or something like that, that is just hot. Okay. If that is on the table and I've negotiated it and me, Dawn, has gotten to the place where I've said sexual contact is okay mm-hmm. and I've set the perimeters, that means if I've done that, that means I have already vetted this person extensively and know them, right? I don't do this on pickup play. So now my walls are down and it's just fucking hot. But for example, and I'm still just trying to write because I've had, I don't bottom for sexual BDSM. Right. I don't bottom for BDSM at all. Um, Very little. If a caning is a very um, intense feeling, right? Yes. When you're being caned, it's kind of like I perceive it is the only thing that you are thinking about. Processing the pain. Okay. So if I am caning you, with one hand and finger fingering <laughs> you, finger banging you with the other hand, mm-hmm. do you even bother? Does the fingering your pussy even register in your brain? Oh, absolutely. It okay. does. It totally trips it out. Uh huh. But that's part of the fun. But tell me about that trips it out. What does that mean? Because that's I'm, the part I'm trying to dig on. Okay, because I'm trying to process the pain right. for one. And you've done this to me before, yeah, I know. so you know how wet I get, right? Right. So, and then the finger banging—it's—it's it's like your your brain doesn't really know what to do. So, to me, that's part of the fun mm-hmm. because I get pleasure from the pain, and I'm getting pleasure from the finger banging. Okay, it's just two different kinds of pleasure. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because it it may not. If you haven't bottomed before and experienced this, it may not make sense. So as a, no, it does make sense. As a leader, as a top, right? And I'm getting my... Your terminology mixed up. Because we're talking about sex. Right. Um, As a top, 
one of the cha one of the keys to be able being able to do sexual BDSM is that you can control your own thing, mm -hmm. meaning that you don't get lost in lust. You don't whether you're a, a male bodied person or a female bodied person, right? You don't flip into the mindless fucking mode, right? Because the BDSM aspect of it takes skill and attention and awareness. Again, caning you on your ass, that's great. But caning you without paying attention or a flogger that oh, does yeah, a wrap yeah. or needles that you're not, you know, whenever you're not being attentive to any of that stuff. So being able to mix, for example, if I do um, vaginal penetration with my <laughs> penis... While I am using a Wartenberg wheel on your back and pulling on your hair, right? Um, as long Hot. as your absolutely, <laughs> as long as your mind, your skill level is comfortable enough that you can do both those things, great. But that's the challenge to it, right? Right, right. So, but you were saying that you don't want to get lost in that that animal fucking area right mm -hmm. but as a bottom i do and that is part of what short circuits my brain is having part of those which puts me in that area which is why i don't do this with pickup play i do it with someone that i absolutely trust so that i can get lost mm -hmm. in that moment and know someone's going to stick to the boundaries so let's mix it another way though okay as you as a sexually as a giver but also bottoming being a receiver. So, for example, okay. you're giving the uh, oral a blowjob. I don't know why I think, uh, for some reason, I'm on video. I've got to be careful of my language. Um, <laughs> if you are giving someone, let's say you're giving me a blowjob, okay. while I am doing something like, so you're in table pose, right. and I'm kneeling in front of you, and you're giving me a blowjob. I can picture that clearly. And I lean <laughs> over you and start spanking you, or... Uh -huh. um, using a paddle on your ass, right? What is, what's it that like for you? Is there a, see for me, and I'll just answer for myself real okay. first, the, the, the enjoyment of the blowjob, the enjoyment of paddling you, but there's also this level of enjoyment of recognizing, I, in a way it's kind of feels like it's edge play for me. Right? Oh, because absolutely. Should, I do have teeth on my cock. It's pay for you, right? And for me, I have to keep enough brain control because it makes me feel very primal, right? right. I feel very primal. And somewhere in this little itty bitty spot in my head is Dan doesn't like teeth. Dan doesn't like teeth, mm -hmm. right? So I have to keep a hold of her and listen to her voice. Right. <laughs> so that I don't use teeth because I want it to be a pleasurable experience. But I'm also very primal, man. I mean, this is just, yeah, I, I lose my brain a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, I become very pleasure focused. Is there any kind of BDSM play that you never want to have mixed with your sexy stuff? BDSM play that I don't want mixed. All right. With so here's a couple stuff. examples. And okay, you say me yes do. or no, right? Okay. You're laying flat. Mm -hmm. I'm between, between, uh, by the way, podcast listeners and, and watchers, <laughs> it's about to get graphic. So there was probably something in there. 
uh, earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. And watching. <laughs> and you better fucking get, just get lost right now, right? I, you are laying flat. I am between your legs, standing there. You're on a massage table, for example. Am I, I on my back? Yes. You're, okay. no, you're laying on your back. Okay. I slide my cock inside you. Yes. And then I light the lighter with the... Um, <gasps> flash cotton? Flash cotton all over. Ooh. So we've mixed fire play and fucking. Oh, man. You know what? Part of me's like, oh, that's fucking hot. Wait a minute. Who's watching my hair? Who's making sure I don't sit up and into the fire? Because... Usually when people have played with fire cotton, I mean, I can remember sitting at people's head and holding yeah. their head down so that they don't pop up into it. So who's doing that? If we don't have someone else there, that then becomes very dangerous. Okay, okay. Because you're attached to me, kind of. So if something goes wrong, <laughs> how are you going to get to the safety stuff? Right. So, and flash cotton isn't a big deal, but can be a big deal. Yeah, absolutely, right? Mm -hmm. Anytime you're playing with fire... Yes, flash cotton certainly isn't the... Well, we know people that have fucked up We know people cotton. that have fucked up with flash cotton. Um, and just to make that scene hotter for you, to answer that question, I mean, there's six people standing around us. Now, if there's six people standing around us and one of them has been like the person that will grab the wet blanket if anything goes wrong... driver, so yes, to speak. Yes, okay, if there right. is a person in the crowd and, and I kind of know, you know what... Oh, do I even need to know that? Because honestly, fear turns me on, uh -huh. but I don't want to get messed up. So if I know you have taken care of the situation, and I know you and I trust you to know the dangers of what we're getting ready to do, mm -hmm. that just makes it hot. <laughs> and not just because it's fire. <laughs> so I, I think then that the, the key takeaways with mixing BDSM and sex is... That the negotiation has to be super clear. Unfortunately, I prefer this style of, uh, and we talk about the different styles of negotiation, but I'm more of an ocean, you know, set very big boundaries. If you guys, yeah, if you guys ever come to our negotiation class, we'll talk about a couple different styles, and I'm with you. I prefer ocean. That's why mm -hmm. if Where I do very... sexual BDSM, I want to know the person. Yeah, so it's very, very large boundaries. And you're just putting things outside the boundaries, but overall inside, right? There's this, all oh, this big thing, right? Right. For BDSM, where I'm purposefully mixing sex into it, I go for more of a river path of, which is, we start here, we're going to end here, and here's the things that are going to happen along the way. Right. Uh, because... In other words, well, with river, you say kind of like what is allowed. And that's what you're going to follow, is mm -hmm. what is allowed. And everything else is outside of boundaries. Whereas lake, and this is how I see it anyway, whereas lake, most of the things are inside the boundaries. Mm -hmm. And you've only got a couple of little things that are outside. The other thing that you have to be particularly careful for, and this is why the, the negotiations have to be very strict and very well understood. And do it as, negotiate as a peer. Mm -hmm. Even if you are a slave, if you're negotiating this sort of of scene, because this would be the type of scene where people would start yelling consent violation. Exactly. Right? Most of the events that we've run, whether it's at the space or when we're running other events, when we've had to deal with people that have said that there's been a consent violation, many of them started with this. Um, we went to their room and we played. And I was good for all that. But then he, uh, then he turned it sexual. And that was not 
within what we we negotiated, right? Right, right. So if you dig playing BDSM and sex together, that's fantastic. But make sure you really clearly locked in the negotiation that both people very clearly understand. It. Understand what sex is, because and what safer sex measures have to be used. Mm-hmm. And think about your aftercare, because your aftercare could be different than just a regular regular BDSM scene, right? And that's the the last point that I want to get to, is uh, how what kind of aftercare. Are we right. setting up for our BDSM sex scenes? So, but I did want to mention something, and, and it almost left. Um, even when you negotiate, you tell people that you like to play sexually. Mm-hmm. And you don't say sex, you say sexually. I'm an intimate player. I like to play sexually. And then you go on to explain what that means. Yeah. Or what that could mean. And... You also need to say this may or may not happen because there's times that I've gone into scenes and negotiated scenes where I've negotiated different things that can happen sexually and then that doesn't happen and then I kind of get sad afterwards because it didn't happen. So there was an expectation that it was going to go further and it didn't. So make sure you know that just because you negotiate for sex, you may not get that either, right? The the energy may not be right. Mm -hmm. The performance (laughs) anxiety or, you know, whatever. Or someone thought it was really hot and now they're in the middle of the dungeon with 150 other people. And they're like, nope, don't want to be watched as I do this. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, when we've done the, what was it called? The room that we did at our high protocol event. Um, remember the room? Where yeah, the... I don't remember what we call it. We'll call it the red room. Okay, so let's say it was the red room. And um, the bottoms and slaves that went in there, they had a choice. Uh, they had different choices. And one of the choices would involve sex. None of us got used, mm-hmm. right? The, the dominants were a little nervous about using us sexually, even though it sounds hot. Right. When you negotiate it and it sounds hot in your head and stories, it can still be a little nerve wracking, mm-hmm. a little, little make people nervous. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny because you, you mentioned that the performance challenges perhaps now you and I have fucked in the middle of a dungeon and done a, a dirty, sexy <laughs> scene. Love it. Um, but I could certainly see, if I'm going to mix sex and BDSM together, I'm going to use my favorite toys, the ones that I've used constantly that are second nature to me, right? An extension of myself, that pair, that pair of floggers that I've owned for 10 years, right? So that you don't have to think right. too deeply on it. I want to get back to that aftercare idea, mm-hmm. but it really, it's not that tricky, right? Because you have the same conversation. What do you want for aftercare? For me, if we are going to involve some level of intimate sex, right? Um, I'm just going to add that to, I don't know, do I want anything special out of aftercare for that? No, I just want to be a little more cognizant of what the person does Because it's a want. little more intimate. Yeah. BDSM, yeah. to me, when it's a straight BDSM scene, it doesn't always feel yes. intimate. Correct. It feels like it's about the skill. Not always, but sometimes, right? Whereas sex, for me, always if it goes right, has an intimate but quality to not it. Not true for some people. Not true for some people. So just know it can shift what you need in aftercare. It's really weird to talk about this <laughs> live on the YouTube because I can see people in the chat and I can see how many people are watching us right now. And I feel like a part of me says, 
I feel very judged. I'm sitting here talking about sex and BDSM. <laughs> and part of me says, I wonder if any of those people want to have sex and BDSM with me because I'm a guy person. Right. That's so that's how you think. And that's right? how I think. I was actually going to ask people in the chat. So um, if you like sex with your BDSM, because not everybody does, mm -hmm. right? Um, if you like sex with your BDSM and your emojis allow you to, give us a thumbs up. So I would like to see how many... How many people like mixing the and two? Dig a lot of people don't. Don't mm -hmm. assume a lot of people do, right? I ask this on Fet Life and stuff, and people are like, "Eh, I, I like to keep them separate. They're two separate things for me." Further, <laughs> you might see yourself as a monogamous, and you play right. with other people BDSM, and that's still cool with monogamy. But um, that doesn't mean that you. We'll have, but when you have sex with somebody else, you say, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, so for example, we, we had some friends of ours that they were allowed to do all kinds of play with other people as long as there's no kissing. Kissing was intimate. Kissing was too intimate for them. Yep. That was crossing the line. So, um, I see people on here that I didn't realize were watching us. Hi guys. Look, we got Mike and we got people we know and people we know. And yes. So. <laughs> and I recognize one of those people has been actually asking us to come up to uh, an event to teach this <laughs> class in person. So I am not surprised that you're an enthusiastic yes there. So now when we teach this in person, it's going to be a little different, right? So right now we're sitting in our recliners. Yes. We're looking pretty chill. And when we're up on stage, there'll be a lot more simulated sex. I can guarantee. I don't know that there's going to be simulated sex. What? Well, if you're going to teach it. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're going to go back to... Um, you know, if we actually did, even simulated sex kind of throws us into a headspace where we go uh, get all tongue-tied. That's what demo bottoms are for. Um, hey. Fucking make up your mind, right? You're like, well, I don't know about my headspace. But, you know, you got to go... Got to make your mind up somewhere or something. Um, no, Poppy, you're not missing nothing yet. Hopefully, when we get that thing booked, it's going to be spring. We'll let everybody know. You can come watch us have. I mean, teach a class. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people that will find out about this are going to be people that, you know, keep up with all of our events, be it book news, discounts on that kind of stuff. All kinds of stuff. They're probably getting that news from the Erotic Awakening newsletter. They probably are. So, And I feel like I'm so behind, but I'm really not. But you know what? It's mid-August right now. I need to get September's classes scheduled and, mm -hmm. and the newsletter out. Anyway, you can find the newsletter. I put everything on it that we are doing. And we're still pretty busy, even though we are RVing. Um, you can go to eroticawakening.com. And there is a spot there that says, get your EA shout out. And that's how you sign up for the newsletter. And you'll get your EA shout out. Like Sarah B. from Ohio. Lady Plume from West Virginia. Digital Jess from Parts Unknown. Rachel from Wales. Elizabeth from Michigan. Brian from Florida. Mary Kay from Illinois. Liz from Rakjevik, Iceland. We'll come back to that. Okay. Savina from the UK. Kimberly and Robert from Florida. Nina Zapita from Parts Unknown. <laughs> Nathan from Pittsburgh. And Sindari from upstate New York. Wow, lots of new. You know I what? I feel okay. We had one person unsubscribe. <laughs> so, but that's okay. Um, so, Kimberly and Robert from Florida. I wrote a note to myself. Kimberly and Robert from Florida. 
I don't know why I wrote that. If you're still <laughs> listening and I'm supposed to follow up with you or something, please reach out again. I apologize. Um, and also, Don, what was that place in Iceland you mentioned? Um, R- R- Reykjavik? Uh, I pronounce it as... He says, picking up his computer because <laughs> so he's got I can it. see it. Uh, Ravenvik. Boy, I tell you what, this. No, it still looks Raven- like Drake. Well, Reykjavik, look, maybe Reykjavik. Look, I might not be able to pronounce it, but I do know it is the capital and largest city in Iceland, some located in the southwest of Iceland. And everybody sees you looking down so on the reading. southern shores of Faxamoli Bay. Nice. Heck, if I remember correctly, the latitude's right around no, 68 stop. north degrees. Um, yeah. So, totally on wow. the list. Love to go. Is that our first Icelander? Maybe? I don't know. I mean, this is so weird, right? That I love the fact when we get a lot of international listeners, and I love our local U.S. listeners, North America listeners, but... It's, we, after we've been doing this for 12 years, it's not like this huge thing. Oh, my God, somebody from Wales? It's great that someone else from Wales, right? Um, someone else from Ireland and someone else, in this case, Iceland. It's so neat that we get all the, the international crowds. But um, I, I think we have to find those niches of the world that haven't heard of us yet. I wonder where that is, because we've had some weird names come across. Them. We have had some weird names. Come and um, not just of um, people that have signed up for the newsletter, but every once in a while we look at our downloads. Mm-hmm. And we look at where the, the podcast is being downloaded to. And that's really interesting as well. Did you also want to know about um, other facts about Iceland? No, that's okay. All right. But I really, really, that really was the next place I wanted to go for a vacation. So, and then we decided on New, Z- yeah. New Zealand, and now we're RVing, so there's no reason to go on a vacation. Uh, our friends Kevin and Katie, oh, no, n- nope, that's New Zealand. Uh, Minotaurus is pointing out that Iceland is beautiful. We've certainly heard that from many people, how beautiful mm-hmm. Iceland is. It's on the list, along with New Zealand. Uh, but like you said, we're doing the RV lifestyle now. We didn't know we'd be doing the RV lifestyle three months ago, so maybe by the time we hit California, it'd be like, we should get a boat. <laughs> and we'll go from there. So. Maybe so. All right, Dawn. Antarctica? Um, no, I don't know. I don't remember seeing anybody from Antarctica listening. So, <laughs> yet. Yet. Need some advice? Uh-oh. Here we go. You're pointing at them. I Well. <laughs> you, I need some advice. <laughs> there. Um, and, and podcast listeners out there, doing the live thing or write us later if you guys have any thoughts about this because our thoughts are pretty limited on this. Don, if you're in a situation where you have discovered that you're really digging the idea of, of power exchange, mm-hmm. maybe you've watched Fifty Shades of Grey, maybe you just finished reading The Marketplace or something else. Right. Right. And you've determined, yep, I love this idea of power exchange. I want to be in service to you. And you have a long-term partner. Mm-hmm. Long-term partner says, I hear you. I'm willing to check it out. Nah, you know what? It's not for me. Right. Now, in the situation, in the specific situation of our listener, they actually tried the polyamory thing, and that didn't work out for them either. So we're going to skip polyamory. We're going to say you're in a monogamous yep. relationship. Right. They don't want, they actually don't want to try that again. Yeah. What is your solution to this situation? We have one partner who's kind of, 
And and you know what it is that's that slave crave we call it sometimes, mm-hmm. or finding that and that aspect of people of, going through that right now too. Yeah, that aspect of you found out you are you lean in this particular way, and it might be one way or the other, right? Maybe you're the dominant leading type person, and the, your partner doesn't think submissions for them, right? Maybe you're both submissive, maybe you're both dominant, but we're gonna take situation. One of you is digging power exchange, wants it in your life. The other person's not opposed to it. It's just not who they are. Right. What are they going to do? I don't know. And I'm hoping our listeners have some ideas because I know what I did. And what I did is not advice that um, (laughs) people actually want or even need. Right. It sounds like their relationship's going well. That is another thing. The relationship I was in was breaking apart for other reasons as well, not just power exchange. Their relationship sounds like it's, it's going very well. It's just this one thing that she's not getting out of it. Right, right. So I don't know that I have advice. But like I said, I'm hoping our, our listeners do. So maybe it's something they've been through. The, the one thing that I will advise is mm-hmm. if you're in this relationship where you've got this open communication. And I appreciate that you're, you're, you're angling your, your perspective is a monogamous perspective. Um, I would suggest that find out if there is room for a non-sexual extra relationship. Power exchange does not have to be a sexual thing. Right. Um, and, and then this gets into why if you've explored polyamory and it didn't work, why it didn't work, right? Mm-hmm. If it didn't work because the, the sexual component, well, can I have a relationship that's non-sexual with a power exchange person, right? And we can build boundaries around that. It's only on Tuesday nights from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. It's got nothing to do with the kids, all that kind of stuff, right? Beyond that, and if the partner says, you know what, nope, nope, straight up monogamy, that's all I'm down for, um, you're kind of at a rock and a hard place, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a crappy place to be for everybody involved. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, so Let's see if our, our listeners have any... Well, we do have one that spoke up. So um, Mike said, been there. And I'm wondering if he's willing to share a little bit more about what he did. Yeah. And, and, and somebody else suggested the same thing I was saying. You bring in this third person, but with a limited capacity and very limited aspects to it. Um and it may well, and that's a great, great thought too. Hmm, pointed out that maybe the issue was, man, that is just great advice. It may well be the style of power exchange is what's not working, right? Could be. It may, and that would, you know, if you wanted a relationship with me, that was um, even where I'm the leader and you're the follower still, right? Obviously, if we, we switch the the script, that would be challenging. <laughs> yeah. But if you wanted a daddy little girl relationship, I don't know that that works for me. If you wanted a um, uh, a sir-boy relationship. That would be hard for me to wrap my head around, right? So maybe the style of power exchange is what they might want to take a look at, right? Maybe yeah, there are a lot of options there, like you said, a lot of options with different styles. I know that a, a friend of ours, a uh, couple, they tried a variety of things, but once they found Victorian power exchange, now they, in that area they, they were thriving, so maybe that's another option as well. That's great advice. 
So nice. And um, one person spoke up, said, yeah, they they did go the poly route. Mm-hmm. So and that worked for them. And then Peachy brought up maybe a, a kink affirming therapist. Yeah. So that could absolutely. And there's more and more of those becoming available that they might want to talk to. So I know here at OSU, um, uh, Barrick and Sheba have talked with the, the graduating class of therapists that are getting ready to go out there. We've sent our material over to them. So there's more and more kink aware and kink affirming. There is a difference between the two. So great mm-hmm. for saying that, Peachy, kink affirming. Yeah. So not just aware, but positive about it. The Royal Awakening Podcast is sponsored by Promiscent. Dawn, in a previous episode of this podcast, I shared my experience with the Promiscent Delay Spray. Like I said, it found it easy to use. I lasted longer. And there is value in that confidence that you gain by knowing you're going to make it through the whole show, so to speak. (laughs) So grab a bottle and see for yourself. Shipping is fast and discreet. (laughs) So, and if you use the promo code AWAKENINGS15, you're going to get 15% off your purchase with free shipping. I, you know what? I, I feel bad that um, our podcast listeners are doing all the work for us, and I'm going to ask them to do some more. Uh-oh. Out on our Discord. But it's good stuff. It is good stuff, and, and very much appreciated, to be honest. Out on the Discord channel, somebody asked a good book for first-time Dom Mays. Um, and that was one. A couple people on the Discord channel had answers to that. I didn't have an answer to that one. Somebody did recommend Living MS, which I absolutely would recommend for first time or long time power exchange. And of course, it's our book. We're going to suggest it. But a book for first time Dames. I'm not yeah. sure that there's a. I, I absolutely Some, I take that back. I know that there's books written. Oh, there's absolutely for got Dames, to be. But, but I don't we know haven't read them because it's not part of our dynamic. Yep. But I know someone on Discord did recommend the topping book yes. by Janet Hardy. So even though it's. I haven't read it, so I'm assuming by the title that it's just about play. But that could be, for me, that would be absolutely valuable if I wanted to learn how to become a Dame. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the skill part of it. Um, Let's see. Miss Liana said that um, with this whole power exchange thing and the other partner not wanting it, that she was allowed to do online only. Oh, maybe that's an option. Yeah, I think a couple of people actually mentioned that, that online only might be an option. Um, You know, but I did have another option as well. Yes, yes. I know some people, and this may not be the same thing, and it may not give the same energy. It depends what you're looking for in a power exchange relationship. But there are some people that um, submit to the community, as in they do volunteer service. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can be enough. I know it's different energy. I know it's different energy, but it depends what they're looking for. Right? If they just want to be told what to do, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so. Um, back to the book recommendation. Somebody pointed out, screw the roses, send me the thorns. Side note, don't pay $80 for it. it was, uh, we had a friend of ours that found it on eBay for $80, and it's it's available. Just keep looking. Yeah, it. keep looking. I had three copies. I have, uh, wow, I just found Bat's copy, and I just, uh, the boyfriend 
just gave me his copy because oh. he wasn't going to take it on the road. Plus, I have my copy. So I've actually, you know, if you throw out there that you're looking for a copy of it, then that would be great, too. Yeah. Um, I want to mention Slave Mike, who listens to the show via Podbean. Glad that you listened to the show, Slave Mike. I tried to figure out how to reply to you via Podbean. <laughs> Can't figure it out. Not smart enough. Uh, so keep listening. Listen however you like. And one last, two last things. Just about got this thing wrapped up. Um, had, yes, we're going to talk about your new no. salt and pepper shaker. No, my smile was because of everybody that's that's participating on the chat. And some people we know from our travels and some people are patrons and some people are from Columbus. And it's really nice to hear from everybody. Absolutely. Even though we're just seeing text. <laughs> Which is our... our how we like to hear from people sometimes. Yes. Socially distant. Very <laughs> thousand miles socially distant. So out on our uh, on the EA chat that we did, uh, we just do this this random Discord or this random live chat um, with our patrons. With our patrons, mm -hmm. just talking about whatever, right? Sometimes we have a theme. Sometimes we don't. We deviate from the theme. But the short version of it is somebody recommended. Somebody mentioned, hey, I'm going to this spanking party in Chicago. Is anybody else going? I don't want to go by myself for the first time. And uh, don't have permission to use their name. But I said, well, we'll go. Mm -hmm. And I reached it's, out it's randomly. A, we were going to be up in that area anyway mm -hmm. because yep. we're teaching at another event if it happens. We reached out to the people running that event. It just so happens that same day one of their other presenters canceled on them. And they said, well, and blah, blah, blah. So now we're going to go. If you're interested, I want to tell you about the event because it sounds pretty awesome. Spanktoberfest is a the Midwest spanking event in October mm -hmm. 14th through the 18th. That's four days in Chicago, Illinois. Apparently, now, Don, we haven't been to many pure spanking events. We've That's how we started off. That's how we started yep. off. And we have been to one, two, or three, right, over 20 years. This one's going to have spanking suites, diamond and demon. Demon. Diamonds and denim dress-up night. Thank you. Uh, Halloween costume night, spanking court. We know the spanking court. Mm -hmm. Consensual spankings. Glad that they pointed that out. <laughs> I, I wonder, um, that's obviously got to be a theme, so I'm wondering what yeah. that exactly means. It's a title of something. And all kinds of other stuff, even a hotel shuttle to get you around town. Um, if you are, and I will say, if you're new to things, right, and you're like, man, I'd like to go to an event, but I'm not sure that I'm ready for the big blowout events. Spanking events are very low-key. They are non-sexual. Usually non-sexual. The ones we've been to, uh, full nudity wasn't even allowed. Yeah, yeah. You will not see at... The ones we've been to. At the ones we've been to and from, the one, from when I talked to the person who's running this one, you will not see sexual BDSM. You will see spanking. And pretty much just spanking, right? Um... And we'll be there, so be a chance to hang out. Indeed. So Spanktoberfest, that looks like that's going to be a great event. The weekend before that, you can find us in Chicago at Kinky College. Don't mm -hmm. bother to try and get tickets now. Sold out in, like, zero time. It's so funny. If you go out to the Kinky College website, it's kind of blank. There's no classes listed, no presenters listed. And it's like, well, we sold out anyway. We'll right. get there. We'll, right. we'll put it up at some We've point. We've had that happen rush. to some of our events. So before we even get the presenters out there, tickets are like gone. P 
people Don't, are wanting to play. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let me tell you about the food on boobs, this big plate of spaghetti. Didn't happen. But what did happen, Don, is I got some food on boobs. I got queso cheese on your boobs. On my boobs. Yes. They were. They were on mine. But I, it was accidental. It was accidental. There was too much cheese on that nacho. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we had the opportunity to enjoy a meal with someone. We will mm -hmm. do the anonymity thing. But... Uh, it was a patron. Very kind, very generous. Uh, mm -hmm. Not only did they... Apparently, they actually listened to the show because you got some gluten-free yummies. You didn't get no food on boobs, but I got some gluten-free yummies. That was a great explanation why. That is true. I said spaghetti. That's a problematic. <laughs> um, and your... Going into our uh, octopus uh, tentacles oh, yeah, yeah, and food yeah. on boobs. Because he gave me a um, a little octopus that holds a salt and pepper shaker. In his little tentacles. In his little tentacles. So that's cool. So that's sitting on our table. I'm sure it's going to become an Instagram post. And then um, <laughs> what will not be an Instagram post? Something else on that one? No, no. I'm just seeing our video and how we're lagging kind of behind. And it's like, oh, it's this little thing. <laughs> what will not be an Instagram post is... Basanos put out on our Discord a picture, fantastic tattoo of a woman. You know, we, we talk about there's these tattoos of octopuses and women and slightly risque poses and stuff. Mm -hmm. Ain't nothing slightly anything about this one. This is a hardcore fucking... This was hentai. I, it wasn't hentai, though. Is no? the interesting bit because it was not in the Japanese hinty style. Oh, that is true. So it was I'm, very I'm interesting because, to see a mix. But she was being fucked with tentacles. Yes, and it was so. straight up. <laughs> Look, I'm all for the tattoos, but I don't know if I want any tattoos that I can't let my grandkids see. Yeah. You know? But that was hot. That was. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That was hot. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcast, Google, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or watch. Don't forget to do the things you're supposed to do. Oh, to. subscribe and hit the bell. I don't know where they are, so I'm just going to point. We're not real YouTubers. <laughs> but when we watch real YouTubers, they say subscribe, hit the bell, do a like, <laughs> notify, something, something. <laughs> do the thing. Do the thing. <laughs> or what? just tell your friends. Or just tell your friends. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. It was great to see everyone. Yep. Bye, Hope. Bye, Poppy. Bye, Michael L. Bye, Miss Leanna. Bye, Peachy. Bye, Minotaurus. Oh, who else do we have? Bye, Hawk. Oh, there's Pink Hair Jen. Yay! I think I got everybody. Oh, there's Miss Leanne. Did I say Miss Leanne already? Yes. Yeah, awesome. Okay. I think we have everybody. Oh my gosh, I think our music even stopped. <gasps>